When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Ovation Show, where we're discussing the healthcare crisis in America. We're bringing partners, colleagues, clients, and business owners together to discuss solutions and innovations that bring a higher quality of care to employees, reduce their out-of-pocket costs, but also reducing the employer costs and giving them more transparency and control. Today, we're live in Work Innovator Studio, where Work Innovators is amplifying the voice of business at the VentureX and Castle Hills at the Realm. Today, my guest is Gary Becker uh, from Script Sourcing. Uh, Gary, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Dan. Thanks for coming in from Baltimore. Big trip and appreciate you being here. My pleasure. So we're working with script sourcing as a solution for our clients. And for those that don't know script sourcing, tell me a little bit about what is script sourcing? Well, script sourcing really is a risk management company and a technology company, a solution company that makes available zero dollar copays for many maintenance name brand meds and specialty meds. And uh, we're saving plan members monies and we're saving on average over 70 cents on the dollar for plan sponsors. Oh, wow. So are you a PBM? We are not a PBM. Uh, we are a solution provider. We supplement what's available through PBMs. Okay. So PBM, for those that don't know, it's a pharmacy benefit manager. So a lot of the big ones like Optum, Express Script, CVS Caremark, but now we're working a lot with, we talk a lot about fiduciary and transparent PBMs or pharmacy benefit managers. Do you work with the big, you know, they control 80% of the market, those big three. Are you working with them or do you work more with the smaller PBMs? We're capable of working with any PBM, but the PBMs that are most receptive to working with us are those PBMs whose interests are aligned, not with their shareholders, but the plan sponsors they're doing business with. These are PBMs that are really interested in helping plan members procure meds at the lowest possible net cost without these hidden cash flows. You know, these big PBMs are making a lot of money and they know how to have hidden cash flows and perform very well financially. You know, the, the three biggest PBMs are Fortune 25 companies. Right. They, they, I think they have like 80% of the market as yeah. well. So, but I would think that them having that control, shouldn't they, they should be getting us the lowest cost and the best drugs at the lowest cost, shouldn't they? Uh, you would think that, you know, <laughs> when I grew up, you know, nobody ever got fired for hiring IBM. You know, bigger is better. What we've learned is that isn't the case. And we really are trying to promote PBMs that have a fiduciary responsibility to the plan sponsor and its members. And it's really that's about three percent of the PBMs out there are doing or behaving in a way that really aligns their interests with the plan sponsor. OK, so let's and let's take a back step a little bit. So if I'm an employee and I'm getting a drug, and maybe I have a copay, and you're saying you can get that drug for no copay, how does that work? Let's kind of walk through that process. Well, we have a variety of solutions, but um, we, you know, with the PBMs that we work with, we are getting data. 
And we are able to identify the eight to 10% of the scripts that are eligible for our services. And when we identify these members who are taking these medications, we engage them. Sometimes they engage us. And we let them know that they have the opportunity to use our services and we can source medications on their behalf, typically a 90-day supply for a zero copay. And it's very simple. Enrollment takes typically under five minutes. Oh, wow. And um, it's, a, it's a win-win. And what <clears throat> we found is that medication non-adherence is a big deal. Dickinson College was one of our first clients. And when I went up to Carlisle, Pennsylvania to meet with, you know, the employees, teachers were coming up to me saying, Gary, you know, I'm taking three, four, five medications. Our copay is $35 and I'm pill skipping. And that's the first time I experienced what I read about that, you know, medication non-adherence is a big deal. And one third of hospitalizations are due to medication non-adherence. Yeah, I think, in fact, the chapter I just wrote for the book that's coming out in January, we talk about that. You know, I think it's 80 percent of America has a, one, at least one chronic condition. And then, you know, again, hospitalizations come from non-adherence medications. Um, people die because they can't get their medications because they can't afford it, whether it's a high copay or I think we're also in a realm of everyone's doing high deductible health plans. You've got these big deductibles. I'm paying 100 percent for my drug and it's 500 dollars. I can't afford to take it anymore. So the, you're getting employees their drugs at no cost. Where are you getting the drugs from? <clears throat> well, we have several solutions. <clears throat> One of our popular solutions is our international pharmacy program. So what's going on is here in the United States, the same exact medications that are available in these tier one countries, Canada, United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand, these medications are two to 10 times more expensive in the United States. These medications are factory packaged and sealed at the same manufacturer, and they're simply sourced through brick and mortar pharmacies with real life pharmacists that happen to be in Canada or United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand. They're shipped right to plan members for a zero dollar copay. So why are the drugs so much cheaper overseas in Canada? I mean, um, I, why do you think? <laughs> well, you know, the United States is the richest country out there and we are subsidizing the rest of the world. So it's a combination of, you know, we have uh, PBM industry and the pharmaceutical industry and they are profiteering here in the United States. So the employee gets their drug, they're getting it for free. So I'm assuming you're getting it at a lower cost. So how does that help the employer? So um, if a med there are medications, for example, Tecfidera, that's a multiple sclerosis med. Here in the United States, it was $80,000 for several years old. I, bl I blinked and now it's $100,000. Okay, that medication can be sourced internationally for less than half the cost. Oh, wow. So, you know, that's a good, using that as an example, I know we have one of our clients, in fact, it was one of the first clients we placed with you. And the first drug we got through was Humira. And that employee was taking, I don't know how many boxes it was, but it was $10,000 a month. And so 120,000 to the plan or 120,000. And you guys came in, got it to, for the employee at no cost and pulled that 120,000 off the employer's claims, which of course makes them really happy. Um, we've seen that quite a bit. What, what, are, what are some of the most popular drugs you're seeing? Well, let's talk about Humira first. So the typical dosage for Humira is two pens a month. And about six years ago, the cost was about $25,000 a year if you were taking two pens per month. And about three, four years ago, it was $52,000 a year. Today, it's $70,000 a year for Humira. Um, 
the dosage you're referring to, there's some people who need four pens. So it's now, instead of costing $70,000, it's $140,000. And the solution that you're referring to is we have a, our, we, we call the program MAP, our Manufacturer Assistance Program. But there's over $8 billion of monies available to help folks um, who are lower paid based on their household income, based on their household size. So we know how to tap into the assistance that's available to help employers better manage their prescription spend. Okay. And we, we talked about, you know, again, you're getting, I guess, for the PBM notifies you, tells you you've got these drugs coming through, you're looking at that. What kind of, what's the pathway? So you reach out to the employee, you reach out to the employer. Well, so what's happening is with the PBMs that we prefer to do business with, we have created both a clinical and a financial authorization process. So what's important is, you know, there's some PBMs there out there that they approve almost every specialty medication because it's in their financial best interest to do that. You know, the honest PBMs that are out there are clinically managing, you know, prescription spend. So if somebody is prescribed Humira, maybe there's a less expensive medication that's appropriate uh, with the same efficacy. So if the medication is clinically appropriate, then we're in sync with the PBM. They notify us and we have a non-disruptive, highly integrated solution in which the member can receive their medications while we apply for assistance or if assistance isn't available, we you know, research the international pharmacy opportunities so we can source these medications at the lowest possible net cost. And so you said you're getting the drugs like Canada, UK, Mexico? Well, not Mexico. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's, and so, when you're getting from overseas, you said, you know, same packaging, same boxing. Are the, I guess, are there regulations the same as the US? Are they? Yeah, so these are tier one countries. And a tier one country is a country deemed by our Congress to have the same or higher standards as our okay. FDA here. So they have, you know, the same types of, you know, oversight, you know, and, and requirements here as the United States. So what's the reaction when you call an employee and you say, hey, we can do this drug? Do they, are they skeptical? Do you have to, a little convincing or does the employee say, no, I'm really interested. I want to know more. Well, there's three types of employees. There's those that are early adopters, eventual adopters, and there's some folks that are non-adopters. So if we had the opportunity to, to talk to a plan member, ultimately they are to do what is in their and their family's best interest. We will source the medication as typically a 90-day supply for mm -hmm. a zero copay. Um, if they give it a try, they're going to get their meds for free. It's going to be shipped right to their doorstep. And I don't know if we've ever had a member say, no, thank you. Um, I appreciate the free meds you've been sending over to us, but we're going to go back to our corner pharmacy and start paying our copay again. There are some folks that would prefer they have relationships with their pharmacists or they um, just would prefer to keep doing things the way they have. Maybe they don't value the, the savings in the copay. But, you know, what so many folks are real recognizing is that you know, in healthcare, we're all in it to the, together. And to the extent that an employee can save some money on Humira or Tecfidera or whatever the medication is, it helps reduce the employer's healthcare spend, which ultimately means lower premiums for everybody. I think you hit something there too. You know, we're looking at the employee's out-of-pocket cost on drugs, but when you look at the overall health plan, and you know, you're in risk management, that's what you do. So you look at if you can reduce those costs, reduce the employer's costs, now the employees hopefully can you know, not get an increase this year, reduce what they're contributing on their, out of their premium. So it works all the way around. Um, talk a little bit about some of the, I guess, the risk management you do when you look at a group. I mean, we were talking about that yesterday. 
So, you know, our focus has been on name brand and specialty medications. And what we have realized and, and what we've learned is that one to three percent of plan members are driving 30 to 50 percent of the spend. OK, so if we can provide solutions that address this one to three percent. Employers will have high performing health plans. So when we work be with benefit consultants like Dan Lebrod, we request a detailed prescription report. And we're able to take in all this data and within 24 hours provide an output so you can see the medications that we're capable of helping with and the savings that we could potentially deliver. So uh, what, 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 when you do that, what kind of, what's the average savings you're seeing? Is there a certain percentage that you're seeing overall or does it kind of vary just depending on the group? It does vary. Um, you know, specialty meds, you know, by year 2000, well, first of all, specialty meds are 1% of the scripts. That that's now about 50% of the prescription spend. And the way things are trending with medications, medication costs by 2025 will be 50% of the healthcare costs. That's what's happening. In terms of our savings, it does vary from employer to employer. But on average, the medications that we're able to, to help with, we're saving over 70 cents on the dollar. Okay. So, and I do like you mentioned that your analysis where you look at the RX fan. That was one of the things in the very beginning I loved because we send that data over and you come back with that report and we can take that to an employer or an employer can look at it themselves and see the actual cost that they could possibly save. And they're big numbers. We do the same thing working with the PBMs, the fiduciary PBMs. This is low hanging fruit. Yep. I mean, there are employers, if they could save that $60,000 on Tecfidera or $120,000 on Humira, that's another employee. That's, yep. you know, that's a 401k contribution that they wouldn't otherwise make. It's, it's it's a big deal for a lot of employers. So I know we just did another group and we sent over the pharmacy two two drugs for one person going through some treatments. And I think it was about 260,000 was the expected spend. And you guys got the drug for free for him. And so that was, you know, again, great for the health plan. It really helps. And of course, the stop loss carriers love that, too. Um, Another discussion we were talking about going into the PB back to the PBMs now, you, you mentioned, you know, the courts there, they've got financial incentive built in there. What are some of the ways you see them, the PBMs making money, I guess, off of the, the clients, off the employers? Uh, well, the two main areas is uh, rebates we're hearing a lot about. So um, many employers are keep many PBMs are keeping all or most of the rebate revenue. The more honest PBMs don't keep a nickel of rebate revenue. It all goes to the employer. And another area is something called spread pricing. So interestingly, if a plan member goes to a pharmacy and they're buying their generic med and maybe the ger generic med costs $30, the health plan is being charged $80. Why is the health plan being charged $80 for a $30 medication? Yeah. You know why? Because they're allowed to. Because in their contract it says we're allowed to charge a spread. So they're making a lot of money there. So going in, so eliminating all of that, we talk about fiduciary, transparent PBMs, they're eliminating all of that. They take all that out and they're just getting a fee per One script. source of revenue, okay? Typically a script fee. Okay. So they make the same amount of money on a $10 med as a $10,000 med. They don't own the specialty pharmacy. There's no conflicts of interest. They are acting, you know, their, their, their interests are aligned with the employer, which is important. So where do you see, I mean, I guess, looking down the road and 
we look at the commercials every day on TV. There's always new drugs coming out. Where do you see your business going? As I don't know, is there anything new coming up? I can tell you more money is be, research and development. There's more money being spent on specialty medications because that's the most profitable to the pharmaceutical industry. So I believe, you know, our solutions will become more and more important for employers when they start seeing these large bills uh, for the treatment of their plan members. Okay. Um, we're going to be right back. We'll take a break and hear from our sponsor, and we'll continue with Gary from ScriptSource. Employers turn to TBX to provide a modern, seamless, and hassle-free self-enrollment experience for core and voluntary products aimed at educating, not selling to employees. In fact, not only can employers provide a user-friendly, mobile responsive technology solution full of dynamic communications, professional videos, and a data-driven decision support tool, they can do so at no cost to them. That's right. With TBX, there are no setup fees or PEPMs, and there's no need to replace existing technology as we can easily snap onto any existing HRIS and HCM systems. Plus, the enrollment experience is ready in just 30 to 45 days or less, and data files are properly formatted and delivered to carrier and payroll destinations quickly, securely, and accurately. We look forward to helping you accomplish what others can't, a state-of-the-art technology platform for open enrollment, new hires, and qualified life event processing that's simple to implement and maintain. A partnership that's a perfect fit. That's TBX. And we are back. And today I've got Gary Becker from CEO of Script Sourcing in the studio. And we're going to continue our conversation on basically sourcing medications and controlling risk uh, in the drug spend of employers, companies, as well as for the employees and reducing their costs. So, Gary, great to have you here again. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. <laughs> um, so we were talking about controlling costs. And we, kind of, we did talk about take, getting rid of copay, saving employees money. And then even the cost savings for the employer, what, what, what we can do with your program and a fiduciary PBM, which is a hot topic now. I wanted to bring up, you know, one of the clients we got in the last year, we, we, get, we got that client because of pharmacy consulting and going in. It said low hanging fruit. They didn't want to change their broker, but they, they wanted to reduce their overall spend. So we came in, we did, we, you just talked about doing that analysis. And so yourself, did an analysis. We had USRX Care, one of our fiduciary PBMs we used to do it. And we presented them with a, about a 40% cost savings expected. And so we implemented both your programs. You guys are doing great things. Renzo did great things at USRX Care. And we just finished that 12 months. What I wanted to tell you was, you know, we expected about 40, 42% savings. But between the two of you, they reduced their cost 72% in the first year. They went from over $300,000 spend down to like 88. And, they, they, and they've actually filled more drugs than they did previously. And they don't have much turnover, so it was the same drugs they were getting before, we just reduced that cost. But that was a huge savings. I mean, it was something I didn't expect. I was thinking 40, 50, so 72 was amazing, and they were blown away. So you got what you're doing works, and we know that. Um, do you have any other case studies or something else you could share with us? You know, that's a smaller group, 70, 70 employees, but you got some larger cases too. Sure, we have a lot of great stories. Um, one story that comes to mind is a municipality in Georgia with about 1,200 employees. And they had a million dollar deficit. And when you're a municipality and you have a million dollar deficit, you have two choices, you know, cut services or raise taxes, that's it. So they took a leap of faith and they decided to work with one of our fiduciary PBM partners. They decided to work with script sourcing. And at the end of the day, the net savings was $1.5 million. 
So they ended up having a surplus where they were struggling with the deficit that they had. And you know, they've been a client of ours since 2017. So since then, they've saved over $3 million, maybe $3.6 million. So it's been a great success story for them. That makes a big impact. You know, you and I were talking last night about putting money back into the health plan or saving money and what that can do. And we were talking about you know, private equity groups and EBITDA and how they're trying to you know, boost profitability. But talk a little bit about, you know, if I, if I save $600,000, what does that do if I'm trying to sell a company, buy a company? Um, what does that impact? So there are companies, there are employers out there that are looking to exit. And when we can go in there and save $600,000, like you mentioned, and the company's gonna be sold at 10 times, a multiple of 10 times their profit, their EBITDA, a $600,000 savings equates to a $6 million, $6 million in the pocket of the owners. So, you know, as a benefit consultant, it's nice to be able to say that, you know, we can save you $600,000 with our solutions, but to be able to say that, you know, we can put $6 million in your pocket, that's a really big deal. And I think it's an advanced sales approach. So Gary, we're talking about increasing EBITDA and putting money back in the bottom line. But of course, you've got to get paid as well. So how do you get paid? Because you're basically taking money out of the bottom line to pay yourself. How do you guys get paid? So our arrangement, we don't charge an admin fee. We don't charge a setup fee, a technology fee. We're solely performance-based compensation. So to the extent that our solutions are successful, the employers, our clients, keep 75% of the savings. So we're both, we work collaboratively. We sit on the same side of the table. And you know, we're, we're basically partners. And we work jointly to achieve a great you know, outcome. So they're only paying you if your services are utilized and successful. If we don't deliver savings, or if it takes us a little while to deliver savings, we don't get paid. Oh, that's excellent. Um, one of the things I, I we talk go, kind of go to technology now because you guys are doing a lot with technology as well. Can you kind of just elaborate on yeah, that? Tell me about that. We've made a huge investment in technology and we have a sales, a customized Salesforce program and we're getting data from many PBMs and we have a technology that allows us to identify these members. You know, we get data every single day, really. So we're able to identify those members who are taking meds eligible for our services. Uh, we are engaging, we have a program that um, sends emails out to our clients every single month and says, these are the folks that are eligible for our services. So our clients can promote us, but we also ask for phone numbers and email addresses. We're not gonna wait for our phone to ring. So we will you know, continuously call email folks that are eligible for our services. And we've had a lot of success. We have many member advocates that are doing this all day. Okay, and that's good, I think, because you, you can't just sit back and wait for an employee to jump, to, to, to think they need you and they don't even know, or they might not even know you exist. Sure. So reaching out to them. Um, As a matter of fact, you know, we have online, we have a MedFinder link. So folks can go online and look at the medications. They could type in the medication that maybe they've recently been prescribed and they can see you know, whether we can make that med available to them or not for zero copay. They, they can also go online and click a button and, you know, and get on our calendars. So we make it very simple. I like that. In fact, it just made me think we should put the MedFinder link on our benefits technology. Mm -hmm. So when the employee's in there enrolling, looking at their benefits online, they could have that link are actually readily available to remind them. So like that, what kind of communications are you, so you said you're getting emails, phone numbers for the employees. So what kind of communications are you doing to the employees or sending them to reach out, to have that outreach? 
to get them engaged. So we have a director of marketing, Julie Black, and we have met much collateral, new collateral. So we want to be fresh. And so just promoting the zero copay solutions that we have, promoting these MedFinder links, promoting our phone number and how to get on our calendar. So we have lots of means to uh, you know, promote our solutions. So what are, I guess, what are the first steps? So if I'm an employer and I want to save money mm-hmm. and I want to take care of my employees, which is the, the big thing, we're, we're trying to do two things, we're trying to save money, make our health plan better and take care of our employees. As an employer, what is my next step or what are the steps I have to take to, to get this done? Well, you know, we work through benefit consultants. So if there's an employer interested in our services, you talk to the benefit consultant and typically we'll get some data and we'll provide your proposal and show you what the opportunity is. And I will, I just want to share like, we're kind of like a security system with our technology in that you might have a group, we only work with self-funded clients, but you might have the healthiest group out there. Nobody takes any name brand meds. That's fine. So there's no engagement, but we're going to monitor claims. And at some point, someone's going to get prescribed that Humira or, or, you know, any of these medications we can help with. And that at that moment, we can engage that member. So we're not going to wait until renewal time after you've just spent $60,000 or $120,000 on a medication. We're going to be very proactive. And that kind of sets us apart from other folks that are doing similar things in the marketplace. So reach out to benefit brokers, consultants, you're working in self-funded plans. Is there a certain type of, I guess, broker consultant that you find tends to work with you more than others? Certain mentality maybe, or? Well, you know, like a lot of things, there's some misaligned interests out there and the larger big box agencies, you know, they make money through the PBM contracts. They make money keeping folks with maybe TPAs where there's some hidden cash flows to them. And they're not our ideal benefit consultants to this point, you know. So we're working with proactive, innovative benefit consultants who truly want to be disruptors in the marketplace. And, you know, there's more work when you're working with the script sourcing, when you're working with these other solution providers. It's a lot more work for benefit consultants, but it delivers outcomes. So, you know, what a lot of our benefit consultants ask employers is like, what are you looking for in a benefit consultant? Are you looking for activity or are you looking for outcomes? Because mm-hmm. if you want outcomes, we deliver quantifiable and measurable outcomes. We're different than maybe the big box agencies that are out there. <clears throat> and you know, I think that's the, the model that we go after. You talk about performance base, you know, we want as a consultant, we're trying to, we want to get paid as performance. We want to go out there and give outcomes so that they're comfortable paying us. And I know as a broker, our clients stay with us because of the outcomes we're having. Uh, we don't have to worry each year if we're going to lose that account because we're not doing our job. You know, we bring in those outcomes and solutions like yours are a big key piece of that. I'll give you a quick example. Like several years ago, one of the plan members was prescribed Harvoni. It's a hepatitis C medication. At the time, it was $90,000 for a three-month supply. You take the medications, you follow the doctor's orders, and you're cured of hepatitis C. It's unbelievable Mm -hmm. and very expensive. And we applied for assistance to get this medication at no cost, and we were denied. So we reapplied, we appealed, and we were denied again. We reapplied five times, and they finally approved us. Mm -hmm. Okay? So... I don't know if they approved us because we got in touch with the right, you know, the right person or they were sick and tired of us. But it's a great story because when we only get paid if we perform, I can promise you if I was getting a fee, whether I performed or not, I would have quit after the second time. OK, but I thought the member qualified. I was we were persistent. And eventually, you know, we had success with this member. 
I love all the success stories. I mean, we've seen it. You've got it. You've been doing this for a long time. Um, so what I'm getting, we've got employers saving money, reducing their costs. Win for the employees. They are having no co-pays, getting their drugs for free, shipped directly to their house. It's a win. Have you done any, um, something that came up, I know we were talking about this before, like international tourism. I've heard people getting sent places to get drugs. There was a time that we were doing that. We were sending folks to beautiful destinations to, to receive their medications at a much lower cost. But really, we've had these medications that were only available through tourism are now available through mail order. There's better okay. shipping containers, FDA approved heat and cold sensitive containers that can ship the medications. And sometimes it's a bit of a challenge to ask somebody to travel to, you know, you know, to the Cayman Islands, for example, to travel there three, four times a year is a big ask. It's yeah. much easier just to ship the medication. So we're open to solutions that work, that de deliver savings, but we're open to the solutions that deliver the most savings at the least amount of disruption. This is awesome. I mean, we're real excited to work with script sourcing. We've been doing it for years now. Our clients are real happy. Um, so I think it's just it's just a great add-on. And again, it's just it's something we can just strap onto a current plan. Um, so I think kind of the steps that we've taken is, number one, we need the pharmacy claims from the client, send them to you, and we'll find a PBM, analyze them, see what savings are available there. And then really it's just at that point, strapping it on and implementing it and reaching out to the employees. Yeah, it's really non-disruptive for plan members and for the employer to make a change in the PBM, which isn't required, but I highly recommend it. Um, it's, it's, a simple it's a simple transition, it really is. This is awesome. You have your medical card. Instead of having a logo, one logo, you have a different logo in your card. Folks can go to the same 63,000 pharmacies across the country. Awesome, awesome. Well, Gary, this has been great having you in. For anyone out there that is interested in script sourcing or is a self-funded plan and you really want to take control of that, that pharmacy spend, you know, contact Gary at scriptsourcing.com. Uh, you can reach out to me. We'll be happy to help you and do the analysis um, and look forward, look forward to talking with you. Thanks, Gary, for coming in. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. Uh, we want to get special thanks to our sponsors, Craig Shelley, Luxury Watches of Beverly Hills, uh, Success North Dallas, where Bill Wallace has been connecting people for over 30 years, and of course, Work Innovators, that is amplifying the voice of business. We appreciate everyone coming out here, and have a great time. We'll see you later. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.